Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the City of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today is April 11th, 2019, and my co-host is Megan Kazak, Communication Coordinator for the City of Stillwater. How are you doing today, Megan? I am doing great, thank you. How are you doing, Sherry? Good, good. I still have a little bit of a cough. Uh, weeks uh, weeks into it now, but uh, we're moving forward. Yes. All right. Um, well, today we are we are very excited about today's interview. We have a special we guest. We have a special guest. A very special guest. Yes. So today's guest is Father Brian O'Brien of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church. Did I pronounce that correctly? You did. Okay. Yeah. And he happens to be our first FYI Stillwater fan. Uh, we have a it? fan. I know. I was so excited so, to find out there's one out there. You know, because we, we don't know. We just put these things out in the universe. and We, we started in January. You know, does, does anyone listen? Well, supposedly they have downloads. But yeah. we, we found out about our fan because he reached out to a city councilor and mentioned his appreciation for the podcast, and we just really appreciate you doing that so much. Thank you. Well, it's awesome. I'm a, I, I like uh, podcasts kind of in the car mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of getting ready in the morning. And and so I think I found it on uh, – I think I saw it on the on the uh, city's Twitter Probably. Yes. feed. <laughs> yes. And because I'm active on Twitter, and just <coughs> it's kind of where I get most of my information. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'll give – you know, you give this a shot. Yes. And there's been a lot of podcasts where, you know, you, you kind of give it a shot and you're like, okay, this is like not very, mm-hmm. you know, not very mm-hmm. good. But I'm kind of new to Stillwater. I just moved here a year ago. And right. so I'm very anxious to kind of learn about what's happening in town and, and kind of connect with people. And mm-hmm. so I gave it a listen. And I forget who the, who, what the first one was, but, but I heard the, there was one where it was the, the fire chief, uh-huh. yes. Tom Bradley, who, yeah. I, who I've come to know. And I was like, all right, now I like no people yeah. on the podcast. Because uh, that's kind of what we're wanting to do as well uh, with this podcast uh, is allow people to know who works in their local government. You know, who are we? You know, we're your neighbors. We, uh, you know, we got jobs to do, but but we're here in the community as well. And then, uh, you know, we're really wanting people to know what the city does. And you're right, you know, a podcast is a good way to kind of work that into your day when you're kind of multitasking and you can add something else in. So we've been adding um, different types of civic engagement tools uh, to our uh, our workload and <coughs> the podcast uh, was was wanted to see if it kind of you know if, if it resonated and uh, so anyway but you're our first fan so we're really excited hey it's awesome actually yes. we uh, so my my uh, the the other the other Catholic priest here in town is mm-hmm. uh, Father Kerry Wakulich who's at St John Catholic Student Center which is mm-hmm. right at Miller and Knobloch right right by, right. by Gallagher Iba. And we were we have a podcast, uh, Pastors of Pain, yeah. we call it, <coughs> and so we're kind of just the two Catholic priests in Pain County, and so we. That's and it's, the best title. It's we have we have fun with it. Yeah. It's a little thirty minute show, mm-hmm. and it airs on the radio, and then mm-hmm. we get it as a podcast. So we were uh, we had a show the other day, and we were just talking about like our favorite mm-hmm. podcasts, and we right. both kind of listen to stuff. Some are you know some are like religious and some are not, mm-hmm. and so he said something like you know I think I think we're like the best podcast in Stillwater, and I said wait I said you got to hold up. Mm-hmm. Have you heard 
you got to listen to FYI. Still, and I don't know if Father Carey is a yeah. is a listener, but I thought <gasps> we'll the city the city's got a good thing going here. Yeah, we've uh, we've we've really enjoyed it's it. Another way to reach people. Absolutely. Well, <coughs> before we get too deep into our conversation, let's loosen up with a lightning round and ask you some random but revealing questions. Are you ready? Ready. Like on a, I'm on a game show. This is fun. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Are you a morning person or a night person? Um, morning, without a doubt. That's uh, good. So uh, this kind of, I, I haven't I have not always been that way, mm-hmm. but I think especially uh, working in in the church, uh, lots of things happen in the morning. So we have uh-huh. at our church at St. Francis Xavier, we have uh, a seven seven a.m. morning mass. That's what time yeah. it starts. So you got to get to there. there. You got to get set up oh, and. Gosh. So I'm usually up, uh, usually between four thirty and five, and uh, you and the police chief. Is that is he? Yeah, he's, he's an early a riser. Way early. Yeah. All right, I'll keep an eye out for him. You guys can text in the morning. Hopefully, he doesn't <laughs> see me on the road. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm, Do we I speed? Usually, I usually go. I, I I go the speed limit on uh-huh. uh, on Sixth Street, but um, yeah. So no, definitely morning morning person. So you used to be a night person. Uh, yeah, kind of teenage years, college. You kind of can't f- help but 14 be a night year old who He's probably a night person. He stays up till about three. Yeah, that's his, and yep. sleeps until if he had his way, it's three in the afternoon, yep. and then he's supercharged. Yeah, and it's like until three a.m. Everybody yeah, until else 3 is trying to. Yeah, to I'm hoping that that ends. I think it'll. I mean, a lot of times, like I mean, class or yeah. uh, a job will kind of mm-hmm. you know will make you kind of yeah. turn you into a morning person. God, I hope so soon. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days. Yeah, soon. All right. So, do you think that you could live without your smartphone or another technological item for 24 hours? Uh, it would be hard. I'm pretty tied to my to my cell phone, mostly really just as a source of of information, yeah. and uh, so certainly as a phone and text and mm-hmm. email and all that. But uh, uh, Father Kerry and I, we we actually we don't have, we don't have a television, so. I kind of rely on that's your entertainment Twitter too. and, and news, yeah, that's yeah. your news podcast and, mm-hmm. and all that. So it would be tough. So d- doable, doable, but not desirable. Yeah. Let me say. Yeah. I would, I would have a hard time because <coughs> I'm kind of like you. I don't, I really don't watch television. So I don't get news mm-hmm. off of television. I, so all of my news and, you know, updates and everything, you know, come from another source. And um, so I, and I like knowing what's going on. So, yeah, it'd be hard for me. And I don't have a landline either. Uh, yeah, no landline. So, Mm-mm. yeah. I mean, we had cut off from the world. We I don't think my 14-year-old has ever been in a house with a telephone ring and somebody go answer oh, it. He's never actually heard that. Uh, I'm not sure my 23-year-old has either. It's becoming yeah, yeah. less and less. Yeah, common. so I don't know if the phone rang, if he would answer it. Like now My daughter... Um, She's 23. She does not answer the phone. So you call her. She would be like, oh, look, mom called me. That's interesting. I have to text her and ask her what she wanted. Uh, so that's, uh, Can I help you? Yeah. yeah. Send money. <laughs> All right. Um, how about this question? What languages do you know how to speak? Uh, great. I uh, speak Spanish. Okay. Um, so especially in, in the Catholic Church, we uh, have a large number of people who are uh, who are Spanish speakers, and then actually here in in Stillwater, we have a Spanish mass every Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. at one o'clock, and we get uh, it's usually about two hundred people 
right. or so. Uh, but we think, uh, kind of based on census info and all kinds of stuff, there's, there's probably a thousand or so Spanish speakers mm-hmm. within Stillwater and kind of some of the surrounding communities. Yeah. And so part of being a Catholic priest is speaking Spanish. Right. So I did, uh, t- took it all through school and then spent a summer in Guadalajara, Mexico. Cool. And then I speak it basically every day mm-hmm. and some, on some level, but a lot on Sundays. So living uh, and, and having to speak it probably really propelled you forward. Oh, no doubt. And yeah. I still am not, I mean, it's not, it's not great. Yeah. Uh, but the more I, the more mm-hmm. I speak it and read it and I have mm-hmm. to preach in Spanish and, and right. So it, it definitely improves right. week by week. <coughs> Is that our lightning round? Do we have another Let, one? We do have one more question. I think that we need to ask you, what was the worst haircut you've ever had? Wow. Uh, so maybe it's like a lack of a haircut. When I was in my freshman year of college, uh, I, I left, uh, I grew up in Houston, Texas, okay. and then did my undergrad at Boston College. And so I left in August, I go to Boston, and didn't get my haircut until Christmas. Oh. So it was kind of shaggy. It was like four months. Yeah. And when I got home, I got off the plane in Houston at Christmas break, and my dad said that he said that I looked like a lion <laughs> <laughs> because my hair had just become so unruly. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know, I'm in college. You're Who in cares, college. You know? If you don't have long hair then, when do you get to have yeah. long hair? And yeah. like haircuts cost money. What you is, know? Yeah. I don't have I don't have ten bucks lying around. There you go. I, I saved like forty bucks. There you go. <laughs> I not get my hair cut. So anyway. So now it's I'm, frugal. Now I'm a regular uh, <coughs> Try to get my hair cut here in Stillwater. Go to mm-hmm. Every Man. That's a good spot. That's where my son. Downtown. Yeah. yeah, he likes them because they he they shave his part in just oh, there right. We go. Yeah, that's that's how he judges all um, hair stylists is if they can they, they shave the part in just right. I did not realize that was a thing until he explained it to me. <laughs> I like it because so. they have specific appointment times. I, so you you need to have your your time yeah, well uh, yeah. established. When it, they say it's going to be at two forty five, and you're there at two forty five. Two forty five. All right. <clears throat> well, let's go ahead and jump into Good our questions. interview. Uh, I feel like I know you so much better now. <laughs> so now you know about my haircuts. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, intimate things about people. Uh, well, why don't we uh, just start with your career path? How did you end up in Stillwater? So you went from Houston to Boston. Mm-hmm. Guadalajara, Stillwater, just yeah. the natural progression so there. So in the uh, in the in the world of, of uh, Catholic priests, uh, we we have a bishop who, mm-hmm. who assigns us places. Right. So I'm a, a priest of what's called the Diocese of Tulsa and Eastern Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So we cover the eastern third of the state of Oklahoma. So we mm-hmm. have 78 parishes all over uh-huh. Eastern Oklahoma. So right before. Uh, I moved to Stillwater. I was at Bishop Kelly High School. I was the president of Bishop Kelly High School in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bishop called me one day and said, "We need we, let's talk. And I, okay. And he said, I need you to go to Stillwater. Mm-hmm. And so part of the deal is, okay, then, then you go. So that yeah. was, I had about six months in between uh-huh. learning that and then actually moving here. Uh, but before I was a priest, I was uh, I taught was a high school teacher mm-hmm. and coach. Um, actually, at Bishop Kelly in Tulsa, I taught uh, theology and social studies and coached basketball. And then uh, left teaching and went off to the seminary to learn how to be a priest. Right. Uh, that took that was a five year 
process and then uh, became a priest in 2007 and was at uh, Christ the King in Tulsa and then mm-hmm. at Bishop Kelly High School and now good old Stillwater. So did you um, did you know, so the church was already being, the building was already being planned. Did you have input on the building or did you just show up to a beautiful new yeah, building? Yeah, so we have our new building at, is out at uh, McElroy and Country Club. And it Club, is beautiful. 7-Eleven North Country mm-hmm. Club. Uh, so I, I kind of inherited it. So it had, uh-huh. that process had started a full kind of six, seven years yeah. before... I'd ever knew I was coming. And the goal was, so I, what I did, I kind of saw, oversaw the, the transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so the previous pastor was here, and he oversaw the, the building of it all. Uh, and then I foresaw the kind of the, the closing of the church at 6th right. and West. <coughs> yes. Uh, and then the opening of mm-hmm. the new building out on on country club i haven't been inside it but i have uh looked at your podcast it's pretty wild yeah. and so it's just really lovely so. yeah it's i mean it's a it is, it's a beautiful building it took it took a long time took yeah. 25 months to build uh-huh several years of of planning yeah uh i mean the whole the whole thing is uh you know forty-two thousand square feet uh it's big as basically as long as a football field right and uh my favorite stat is four hundred and twenty thousand bricks oh yeah that's a lot of bricks. That's a lot of bricks. That's a lot of bricks. So it took a, <laughs> took a long time, but it is. It's it's a beautiful building. And, and we really, uh, you know, what we're excited about, for, certainly for the Catholic community mm-hmm. here, but really for everybody, it's, it's I think, something that Stillwater can really be proud of. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We get a lot of visitors just who are just driving by. Mm-hmm. They're on their way somewhere else, right. but they drive by on Country Club, and they're like, what, what is this? New like, building. Who, who are yeah. you? And um, especially game days mm-hmm. and things like that, we get a lot right. of visitors from... <laughs> we even saw uh, on the, uh, like, if you Google, like, uh, things to do in Stillwater, you uh, know? Yeah. We're, like, on the list. You're on the list. I think we're, like, number 12. Like, the place to go take a selfie in front of yeah. the beautiful yeah. doors and so everything. So that's kind of exciting. That is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what we probably should have done. We should have went out to your house to nah, do that's the podcast. Right. I've not been, I've not been here. You've not so been to City is, Hall? No. This is ah. your first visit. My fr- I'd driven by, but I'd never mm-hmm. had any reason to come. Ah. Uh, so, tickets um, to no tickets. Uh, <laughs> that's the only reason people come to City Hall. All right, to pay my bills. They have to I don't pay. Know. Yeah, I should uh, come to a city council meeting and see. You that. should. Yeah. Okay. yeah, we'll find one of these days. One of these days. Monday um, nights. So you should have came um, because we've had some really short ones, and then we've had some really long ones. So mm-hmm. it kind of depends. Um, so, how did you hear about our podcast? Uh, so I saw it on. I think I think the first time I saw it was on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, and thought, all right, I got I give this a give it a shot, and 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 I really am. Uh, I mean, I've always liked kind of politics, mm-hmm. and and actually even like city government. When I was this, this weird funny story, but I was um, I was in like third grade, mm-hmm. and my 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 teacher uh, he had us like build our own city. Uh huh. And I just remember that being kind of this, um, just this amazing kind of lesson. And because mm-hmm. we had to look at like roads and yeah. and trash and sort of all these things. And so then I went with my dad that we were living in Northern California at the time. And I went, we went to like a city council meeting. Right. And it was a city, Stockton, California, probably at that time, 200,000 people or so. But I was like, this is awesome. You know, I met the mayor. And, <laughs> the place of power. You know, and like, there was <laughs> yeah. a gavel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I've always kind of had this yeah. interest in just mm-hmm. local city government. And then actually my, uh, learned this kind of later on, but my great-grandfather was the fire chief of the city of Boston. Oh. Wow. And so uh, 
I've always sort of, I mean, I never knew him, but, but you know, we have pictures and mm-hmm. kind of stories and things. So there's always just been, in, in, I think, in my family mm-hmm. and in, in my blood, a little, yeah. a little interest in, in city government. So, so your family's originally from Boston, I guess, with the name O'Brien. They are, yeah. So Irish, both my mom and dad, yeah. yeah, from Boston. My dad worked for a Shell Oil Company, so mm-hmm. we, we, we moved around quite a bit mm-hmm. and then ultimately ended up and lived most of my life in Houston. In Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for our podcast, part of the reason that we're doing it is that we do want to reach the community and, you know, trying to figure out how to get in front of people. And it gets really, it's kind of difficult. Uh, you know, used to, it was mass media. So you knew people would watch television or they would read the newspaper. And you knew if you put something in there, there was a good chance some, you know, people would see sure. it. So with, um, you know, the the media being so fragmented, uh, people choosing when they listen to the news or where they listen to it you know you're trying to get ahead of them and you know with city government we do affect so many aspects of their life and so we thought you know um for the podcast you know group maybe this would be a really good way to to reach out and get in front of them uh but you have a podcast as well i do yeah so we started uh father Kerry and i uh when i moved here he had been here a year prior to me and we were kind of talking one night over dinner about how do we how do we reach our people in between Sundays? Uh-huh. So you know Sundays it's a madhouse, right? There's right. thousands of people coming and it's awesome. All right, but but then what? In mm-hmm. between Sundays, you know, how do you reach people? And then sometimes we were talking about how do you, especially at a, in a in a you know, it's Sunday mass is is maybe an hour, a little mm-hmm. more than an hour. Um, you can't really go that in depth right. on, on things, and so. We thought, well, how do we, you know, maybe there's a topic where we want to, like, talk about it more, but we mm-hmm. can't really do it on a Sunday. So we thought, well, let's let's see what we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people have done podcasts. So we got with uh, Pete94.3. Right. And so we actually go over there, and we record in their studio. Oh, wow. So it's kind of... You're well, upscale from we, us. <laughs> we, wa- we walk in. There's, a like, Jay McRae is the, uh-huh. our, our producer. And... We sit down, he pushes play, and we go for, yeah. for a half hour. And then it plays on the radio right. uh, on Sunday mornings, and then we get it, we get like the MP4 and put mm-hmm. it up on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff and get it out there. And it's and it's worked. Yeah. Um, so, so we hear from a lot of people who, who, who listen, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it allows us to kind of get the word out on, on different things during the week when people right. aren't, aren't at church. That's kind of what our thought was, too, because, um, you know, people come to City Hall to pay their ticket, to pay their utility bill. Uh, you can see that <coughs> people, um, you know, they they have questions. They have uh, uh, they don't understand why we do things the way they do. Maybe instead of asking the question or there's not really an easy way for them to ask those questions, they have these conversations, you know, away from City Hall. So what we wanted to do was to, you know, find ways to answer those questions and give people a, uh, a place to um, either ask us directly and we can provide the answer, uh, but it allows us to post it on social media and uh, people can listen to it on the website and it's one of the tools we're using. Uh, we've got a few others. Yeah. Um, well, we have um, Balancing Act and Flash Vote. Have you done um, Balancing I Act? Just, no, I don't know Balancing Act, but what? <coughs> but I just did. Uh, I signed up for uh, Flash, Flash Vote. Vote. I saw it on the 
on the mayor's Twitter. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was the one, the one about the chickens. The chickens. chickens. Which I don't really have that. I don't have. You don't, str- you don't, I don't have, have chickens. Have, I don't have chickens, nor do I have a strong <coughs> opinion on other people's chickens. Yeah. Well, uh, that was kind. But, but it was yeah. interesting to yeah. kind of look at it and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was really, you know, so we've been trying to add all these different tools. And the flash vote is a way, it's a polling service. So it's actually a valid uh, polling service. It's and really cool. If you're listening and you haven't yeah. done it, you should Yeah, if we, you know, out. get people to sign up, uh, we'll have a few more surveys coming out. But, it, you know, there's going to be a group of people that feel very strongly sure. that, you know, for whatever the issue is. At, at the polar ends and usually uh like city council those are the people that they're going to hear from like we desperately want you know uh to expand the ordinance to allow more backyard chickens or absolutely not in my neighborhood but the sometimes the question is is like what does where where are we at in the middle like you know what does the average person think and it has allowed us uh, so it's a polling service that allows us to to kind of delve in those questions and if it, it is a problem what is the problem and it allows people to kind of prioritize what the perceived problems are going to be and what are the possible solutions and so uh, so it was really interesting we're going to do a few more about um, sales tax <coughs> increase because you know and I'm sure everyone will love that. Uh, you know, but it's <laughs> how are we going to pay for the but streets? Yeah, right, right. Uh, so it could be a geo, uh, a general obligation bond, so that be property tax would be affected. But surprisingly, a lot of people would rather have the sales tax mm-hmm. increased, mainly because it's like, well, we can pass some of that uh, expense on to the students who are using the streets as well. Sure. So and, uh, and visitors and visitors, and, and that way it's not just the property owners who are who are being taxed. Uh, but where's the right combination? And mm-hmm. I think uh, our transportation director said. If um, that he has fifty-five million dollars worth of transportation projects that we could address, <coughs> so that yeah, I drive by a few of them every yeah, day. Yeah, some some big potholes, uh, you know, and it's like you know, but when do you address those? So if you know that they're going to be putting a a water line on that street within you know like six months to a year, do you really want to dig it up? Um, you know, it's like do you tear the street up or do you wait till it's time to do the water? And then you replace it. So there's some reasons why some of the streets are not done, but it really does come down to $55 million worth of road projects have been identified. Wow. How are we going to pay for them? So that's, there's some serious questions out there as well. Um, let's move into um, you know kind of talking about, because we kind of have the same issue of you know trying to connect with the community and uh, trying to understand what's important to them. And um, so... Um, kind of from where you're sitting, how how do you think the the community uh, perceives their local government? Do they think about their local government? Uh, and you know, kind of where there's some overlap. Well, I think uh, I think most people. This I know this is how I feel. You know, a lot of times it's you think about your local government when you need your local government. Yes. And so you know, you think about the police when like you need the police, right? Um, or fire department or. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I think most of the time people don't, I guess I, I would say it's kind of underappreciated in that mm-hmm. you, there, there, I think so many things are happening. I mean, the, like, your tra- like your trash gets as picked up. As long as it gets, the trash gets picked up, all's good. Yeah. But it's like, that's like a major, I mean, the logistics it is. of it that, is. you know, and the timing mm. and the and the personnel and all that. And so it's one of those things where you don't, I think most people don't kind of appreciate <coughs> it. You just sort of take it, you take it for granted. And yeah. it's always going to be there. 
And most of the staff take that as a compliment. Sure. That you're not thinking about, you know, being safe. You're not thinking about your trash. It's going to be picked up. It's it's going to go away. The lights come on. The The water's there. Uh, So... But they really don't see the the crews that leave at, you know, two in the morning to go fix a, a water leak in a, a major neighborhood. They may not even know the water was out. Right. And you, we right. had, you know, people come in and dig up concrete, do the repair, do a patch, and they get up in the morning and they take the showers. <coughs> and it's just, you know, it's nobody sees it. Sure. So that's I guess that's when local government's working the best. Yeah. I mean, really, that yeah. that people th- that would would notice it when they need to notice it, and not notice it when when they don't. Right. But that you know if that you're a part of it. I've found this to be the case in Stillwater. You know, I mean, it's just things move along. Right. You mm-hmm. know, you can get from place to place. There aren't a lot of inconveniences. Right. You know, every experience I've had with the fire department or the police mm-hmm. department, you know, it's just you know everybody's very cordial and right. and wants you. You know, even if, even if like you've done something wrong, you know they. Mm-hmm. they they point it out and get you, you get know, you moving, get you on your way. Yeah, awesome. Um, <coughs> I was going to ask you a bit about uh, so the 2020 census is coming up, yeah. and that's to me is a place that we have some overlap because um, this is my first decennial census that I've assisted with, so I've actually learned quite a bit about. Um, you know, why you need to be counted is because, uh, like emergency management, they need to know how many people are actually living here so that um, they know how many resources they need if there's a flood or if there's, uh, you know, what the, to ask FEMA for and they need some documentation. Uh, so it's really important to to know how many, who's actually living here. But you can understand why some people would be like, oh, I I'm going to opt out. I'm not going to bother. Sure. But it does have like like kind of a staggering effect. Mm-hmm. I think um, the George Washington Institute had issued a policy paper that said in Oklahoma, each person who did not complete the census was a one thousand one thirty seven dollars of funding we did not receive. Wow. Um, so and I. Check. And then it, uh, it was about that it's number. It's a lot. It is. And then if the state of Oklahoma was undercounted by 1%, that was $47 million wow. um, of funding that we did not receive. Wow. So it, it's it's really, it's, I mean, the funding part, portion of it's really important, but, um, <coughs> you know, it, it does affect all of us in, in so many different ways. Um not that that was a question, I guess. Well, I just think, I, yeah. you know, I think where the churches come in is, I think in, in our specific case at St. Francis Xavier, you know, we have um, a pretty deep connection, especially with the Spanish-speaking mm-hmm. community. Right. You know, and so that's a community that typically might get undercounted right. because they're, they're, things are coming out and they're all in English. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> so that's an area, you know, where we're able mm-hmm. to be kind of a bridge between right. the, the, the census and, and that community. We also have... You know, I think churches, I mean, our church and certainly every church I know is very in touch um, with a lot kind of the, your elderly population. Right. You know, I mean, so we're constantly visiting mm-hmm. people in their homes who never leave their homes. Right. Uh, we're visiting people in nursing homes and um, assisted living facilities and th- things like that. So that would be, I think, uh, typically another group that kind of gets under right. it's hard undercounted. To, They're not going to yeah. pay, pay close attention to their mail. Yeah. They're not going to maybe even 
respond if somebody knocks on their door. Right. <coughs> and then this census is the first one that's going to, you're going to receive a postcard with the barcode. Oh, there we go. So um, so the thought nice. was is that it would be easier to use electronics, but if you don't want to use it, you know, if you don't if have a smart computer. You got yeah. A, so you 80 and you one. got a flip phone. Exactly. Or um, a landline. A landline. Jeez. Those things really do exist. <laughs> um, so was there anything that we didn't ask you or that you would like to talk about while you're our guest? Yeah. Well, I think one, one, one interesting thing, the question I get a lot is, you know, we've, we've moved, um, St. Francis Xavier has moved out to the new church. <laughs> right. Um, out of country club and mcelroy and so but we still have our old location kind of just sitting there so it's right. the sixth and west kind of right by mm -hmm. duck street right mm -hmm. next to the methodist church and what's what's very interesting is what we're actually we're in the process now of con converting that building so we're uh -huh. keeping it the catholic uh -huh. church is going to keep it and we're actually going to partner with uh, catholic charities from tulsa uh-huh uh, and that building the old church is mm -hmm. going to become we, we we think we hope um, kind of a center of, of services for people. So we're right. actually going to oh, start wow. with um, uh, adult education and job placement. So oh, kind of yeah. complementing a lot of what, what else is going on around town. But basically adult, like GED, uh -huh. and doing it in English and in Spanish. Right. Um, helping people get their high school degrees and, and then helping with mm -hmm. uh, some job placement. So we're actually in the process of hiring somebody who would be kind of our program manager. And then we actually partnered with, this is really cool, we partnered with OSU, the, mm -hmm. con the construction technology right. uh, students, the seniors. They came over and looked at our building and 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 proposed different sort of how the building might be repurposed. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at those those different options. And so a lot of people have asked, you know, what's mm -hmm. happening to the building? Because right. it's a really nice down? location. Are we going to sell it? Are we gonna, and, and we're not. We're going yeah. to keep it. So the outside of the building will actually look exactly the same those beautiful stained glass mm -hmm. windows and but then the inside is going to be converted from a church basically to um, a, a center of mm -hmm. of help yeah and, and it'd be uh, economic development opportunities <coughs> you know citywide sure. i mean because um you know job um placement and all those things really do affect all of us and it improves everybody's quality of life so well and the awesome. goal is this of of, of, of of trying to help of helping people out of poverty right um Payne county even though even though stillwater itself mostly because the university mm -hmm. and, and industries and you know stillwater is doing well but when you get outside of stillwater mm -hmm. um there's a lot of poverty yeah. I mean, there's there's poverty in stillwater certainly and so the goal is helping people um out of poverty with with a high school diploma and then right. uh, you know either a job for the first time or a better maybe a better job than the one they have well, now that is awesome so we're excited yeah. it's going to be Very cool exciting. so yeah. we're going to kind of you'll see that kind of ramping up we'll um, see it in your social summer. media you will see it on our social media all right well thank you so much for being our guest You're welcome. and being our number one fan so uh, hey, father it's brian it's awesome i commend the city yeah. for, for jumping in on the, in the in the podcast market yeah. We're excited about it. So, All right. Well, Megan, let's move to the mailbox. Okay. Uh, the city receives a lot of questions, including emails, social media, phone calls. Uh, so this week, <coughs> we have more of a did you know fact. It uh, came from the uh, police department's Facebook page. Right, Megan? Yes, it did. Um, so, so what's it about? Yeah, they posted about a traffic law that I actually, um, I've seen this happen uh, before, but I... I kind of was like, is that illegal? It is illegal. So um, the post that they posted said, did you know it's against the law to drive into a parking lot or gas station to avoid a traffic signal uh, or other yeah. control device? 
So, which this is indeed like illegal. to cut a corner. Yeah. So it's like you don't yeah. want to wait at the stop. The stop yeah. sign. You need to like turn right anyway. But there's like two cars, and you're like, I'll just pop I'll through the. No, that's illegal. It is illegal. Um, so this says that um, it's mentioned in the city ordinance section 29-57. No person shall drive a motor vehicle in onto the premises, driveway, or parking area of any drive-in restaurant motel gasoline filling station or commercial establishment for the purposes of avoiding or bypassing any traffic control device or signal wow so yeah because uh, that could be dangerous yeah you know, you're driving in a gas station and you hit someone you're just trying to cut you know <coughs> cut through the parking lot to yeah. get to the other side so i don't know if someone's backing up that's you know, true so Okay, so our second question is um, also from the the uh, police department's Facebook page. So several residents have been uh, receiving information in regards to their stolen property. They're wondering who to call um, when the uh, police department is trying to identify the owners of this recovered property. Yeah, that's a great question. So the Stillwater Police Department would like the community to know that if you have filed a police report, they actively compare their recovered property to your report, so there's no need to call. However, if you are the victim of a recent larceny or a burglary and you have not reported the incident, you should contact the Water Police Department and tell them you need to file a report. And then SPD will take a new report and uh, the take a new report and the information in that report will be compared to the recovered property. So the best number, the phone number to call uh, to get a hold of SPD is 405-372. Four one seven one, and that's also on the police department's webpage um, on our website. If you mm. if you need to find that contact info, well, that's good information on two uh, topics that um, not ask about a whole lot, but mm-hmm. actually very important. Yes. Well, thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater. Looking forward to have you all tune in for our next podcast. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org, and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast.